Good evening, people. Welcome to the show. Got something here I want you all to know, and that thing is welcome to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, and joining me this week and every week on our quest to create the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape is my good buddy, St. John himself, John Mariano. How are you doing tonight, John? Giddy, giddy, gow, giddy, gow. How are oh, you, very Corey? Nice. Oh, that sounded great. You you do a great Steven Tyler, my friend. Well, thank you, man. I, it's, uh, it's it's a long time coming. This show, um, you and I, we've been we've been podcasting the past couple of years together, just doing stuff, goofing around, and off the air, we have conversations. And one of the things is our shared love of music, and especially classic rock. And I guess I guess just to give this is going to be repetitive for you and I, but for the audience who isn't there when you and I are having drinks after a podcast. And as, as we know, we don't have a big following on our other podcast anyway. That's one of the running gags, folks. But um, Corey, Corey and I would sit around and we'd have some bourbon or, or, or I'd have some tequila and we would get to talking and Aerosmith inevitably was one of the bands that would come up. And what's funny about it, I don't know about you, Corey, like I grew up on Aerosmith, but I don't think I've listened to them a lot in the last 15 years. Like I feel like between fatherhood, marriage, changing taste in music, I almost feel like they've been on my back burner for the better part of the last 15 years. What's going on with you and Aerosmith? Well, um, Aerosmith started for me in 1985. Uh, I was 11 years old and they uh, run DMC. I came out with a little uh, cover of Walk This Way that uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry took part in. And I I don't know if I liked them so much then. I know Done With Mirrors had come out and I didn't really hear much of that album. But then, of course, right after Walk This Way was Permanent Vacation and Dude Looks Like a Lady came out on the radio. It's like, oh, now I get it. These guys are good. And that album really kind of catapulted them. And it wasn't until kind of my universities, I got into the 70s stuff uh, when Pandora's Box came out. Remember that box set? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause uh, I knew walk this way. And uh, when Pandora's box came out, sweet emotion, they kind of remastered that. And that was the big single off that. It became a huge hit again. Uh, so that was my introduction to kind of the 70s stuff, but I was deep into the eighties and the nineties. And then um, I, you know, my, my history with Aerosmith concert wise is always quite spotty. Cause I had tickets to see them multiple times. I've only seen them once. Uh, they've canceled every show I've ever had tickets to except for 2015. I was able to see him at the Minot State Fair. Uh, Living Color was opening for him, and I finally got to see Aerosmith. But since uh, then... That's a great show. Oh, it was a great show. It was fantastic. One of my And Living Color killed. Like uh, Joe Perry and Joey Kramer sat on the side of the stage and just watched Living Color's whole set. They loved it. It was, it was a great time. But yeah, since then, uh, they released a live album in 2014, uh, Rock Stonington. I think that was like their last official release. And since then, yeah, they've been kind of on the back burner for me too. As I've been collecting uh, vinyl, I've been trying to get as much old Aerosmith as I could. But, you know, I really got into Van Halen a lot recently to the point where I'm actually co-hosting a Van Halen podcast with our good friend Mark Kameyer, uh, which you guessed it on last week, uh, John. And it was actually one of our more popular shows. It, was, it, was, it, it was a fun, fun time. And it's funny because I, I, I joined the episode. I kind of preempted with you that I'm not the biggest Van Halen fan. And you were like, don't worry about it. You don't need to be, and you know, I think that's where this podcast was kind of born. Was in the aftermath of that episode. Um, you brought you were you were egging me on 
and you knew I didn't want to podcast much anymore. Yeah, yeah, and true. You, you, you be you being a great producer, just egged me on enough and gave and gave me that gave me that carrot of well, if we were gonna do one, what band would you want to cover? And it, it's no knock on Van Halen. Like I appreciate Van Halen. I appreciate the musicians in it. My issues have always been the lead singer. Um, like I, I talked about a little bit on that episode where, where, you know, I wish it was somebody with Sammy Hagar's vocal acumen and David Lee Roth's charisma. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, while Joe Perry do- doesn't hold the candle to Eddie Van Halen, but he is a great guitarist in his own right. And Aerosmith has two guitarists that kind of make up for everything Eddie can do by himself <laughs> um, a little bit. Um, you know, and, and, and then, then you have Tom, Tom Hamilton on bass and jo- Joey, Joey Kramer on drums. But Steven Tyler is, I think, who I was describing to you in a lot of ways with Sammy Hagar's power and prowess vocally and David Lee Roth's charisma. Like, he does handstands, he does flips, but he might not be doing them anymore in his 70s, but for a good portion of his career, he was flipping and diving all over the stage. And you're going to hear, we, 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 I think we called it the David Lee Rothisms in our episode when we, we, when we were covering Fools. There's Steven Tyler-isms. Like I opened with the giddy, giddy gal. Like yeah. Steven Tyler does this jazzy stuff with his voice and with his vocals the dance around and the, J- Joe Perry and B- Brad Whitford's guitars that you're going to hear over the course of the series. And, and, and there's a magic that happens. And I'm kind of excited to revisit Aerosmith. You, you gave a little color of your introduction. My introduction wasn't that different. I, I was born in Queens and Run DMC was huge. So when Walk This Way came out, that was my first anything with Aerosmith right and and my cousins were trying to tell me I had I had cousins who are about 10 years older than me and they're trying to convince me that Aerosmith was a huge band and they they kind of hit a wall and they disappeared and now they have to like hang, hang on to this big rock this big rap group just to be anything and then permanent vacation comes up to your point and Ragdoll, dude looks like a lady, an angel, hit. And Aerosmith is back in the biggest way. And like these, this might be some spoilers for some songs we might hear later down the road and songs I love or reasons why I love those songs. But the, re- but the reality is that album, top to bottom, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Right? You can listen to Permanent Vacation. You and I have talked about this off air. And you, we, we both expressed mutual love for that album. And and then they go on a run of albums after that, and they're back bigger than they were in the seventies, and it's it's kind of an amazing story. And when we were looking at bands to talk about, and we we love a lot of the same bands, the rich history of Aerosmith we thought was ripe for for a podcast. Yeah, and it's timely too. They're celebrating their fiftieth anniversary uh, this year or next, and uh, they're planning uh, something big. Uh, probably a farewell thing. I know before COVID hit, they uh, had a, a series of uh, shows in Europe called uh, Ario Viderci as a play on Arrivederci. It's kind of their farewell uh, bit. And then all that got shut down due to COVID. But 
you know, 2022, 2023, you're going to see some more uh, activity from the band, I think, and possibly a farewell concert because 50 years uh, for a band, uh, largely the same lineup, you know, is pretty unheard of in rock and roll. Well, that's big because I've seen Aerosmith three times, but my, my issue is I've only ever seen them outdoors and I, I've seen them twice here on Long Island. We have, a, we have a venue called Jones Beach and it's, it's a venue at the beach. It's open air and the acoustics aren't great because it's you have the ocean behind them and, and it's usually heavy humid air in the summer on long island and the sound doesn't carry great but it's a great atmosphere to see a show because because you're at the beach right and then the other time i saw them was woodstock 99 <laughs> and woodstock 99 aerosmith had the very tough job of i sometime after between midnight and two in the morning going going on after metallica and i adore aerosmith but 1999 aerosmith following 1999 metallica is a very tough act to follow yeah and and i would like to see aerosmith on their own terms indoors with good acoustics once in my life. So I'm really hoping this tour gives me that opportunity. Yeah, and you know, they're not spring chickens. They've had a lot of health issues uh, in Aerosmith. One of the shows, uh, well, that got canceled for me. It was going to be a big outdoor show. ZZ Top is going to open for them at a football stadium here in Saskatchewan. And three days before, Steven Tyler fell off the stage and broke his shoulder in Sturgis. Uh, so... I was getting worried. I was never going to get an opportunity. So when they were coming to Minot, which is about an eight-hour drive at the State Fair, I, I jumped on it in 2015. And that was seven years ago. Uh, so, uh, you know, they've been touring sporadically. There's a lot of infighting sometimes at the band. I know Joey Kramer uh, recently was kind of exiled for a bit because uh, Stephen Tyler didn't think he could drum that good anymore. Uh, Stephen Tyler, also a very accomplished drummer. He's very hard on Joey Kramer. If you ever read the book, Walk This Way, there's tons of stories of Stephen Tyler making Joe Kramer's life pretty miserable. Well, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry have one of the worst marriages that has lasted oh, yeah. for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> incredible when you think about it. You, you, you know, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a recent divorcee, folks. And there's, there's a joke of sticking around for the kids or not sticking around for the kids. It's not really a joke. It's like a, a sad truth of marriage. And, and, and in a lot of ways, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler have stuck around for the kids and the grandkids at this point, yeah. <laughs> um, for better or for worse. Um, but, but thankfully, it, it, it's, it's the original lineup, right? And not many bands, most bands can't say that. And, and we're talking about, now, now, now you're American, and the, the conversation has always been, what's the top like American band of all time? And it's usually come down to three, Kiss. Uh, you know, for obvious reasons, like I know the, the quality may not be there for a lot of people, but you look at the album sales, their cultural impact, Kiss is in the conversation, Van Halen, I think is in the conversation, and Aerosmith are probably the top three American bands of all time. And I, I, I only take exception to that because I would put Metallica in there over Kiss. I know Gene Simmons would come and try to kick my ass, and he probably would, but but the, the reality is, like, to not put Metallica there, I just, I as I have a problem with that. But and, and yeah, Metallica maybe doesn't have the output uh, of the other three. Uh, I know album-wise, you know, they've only released about half of what the other guys have done. And they're, of course, the newer band, even though they've been around for almost 40 years. But um, 
for fandom wise, I absolutely put Metallica in that conversation as well. Um, but but I, I I also believe in quality over quantity sometimes. Ah, and, and, and while they might not have the value, the bang for your buck that you're getting song for song, like those first five albums, and I know this isn't the Metallica podcast. <laughs> But but just to go on my little rant before we go into Aerosmith and my, my love and adoration of Aerosmith, it is they're outstanding and folks, if if you get a chance, go listen to them. But in the meantime, Corey, should we break down the format of our very well thought out Aerosmith <laughs> show that we have in store for the fans? Or absolutely, the and I, I, John, you're getting one hundred percent of the credit because as we were sitting around after we taped the Van Halen show uh mark had, had tootled off because he had to work the next day right like what a win but you just just blurted out this perfect little concept for the show so we're talking about you know and at the van halen show i freely admit we ripped off that that format from our friends at pot of thunder who did that with the kiss catalog first they had what they called the kiss song generator that would give them a random song we have the wheel of rock that we would spin every week has every van halen song on it so what could we do that's maybe a little different. And John, you had the perfect format. Go ahead and let the people know what that is. So I, I don't necessarily want all the, like all, all I did was I, I took a format that Corey admittedly ripped off and, and I ripped it off a little bit more and I just tweaked it a little bit because I didn't want to feel like we were just, I didn't want Corey to feel like he was doing two shows, two nights in a row that were exactly the same is essentially <laughs> why, why we made changes. So I tried to come up with enough changes so Corey would show up every week and not be bored because he just did this show <laughs> the night before with Van Halen. So so what, what we came up with is Corey and I are going to try to construct for you um, the ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. And that doesn't mean the best Aerosmith songs. A mixtape for anybody who might not be familiar with it is a playlist but it in the times and days where you had a cassette tape you had a limited amount of space you couldn't do every song in a catalog like you could today like if we did the ultimate aerosmith playlist we could just put every song on a playlist but because we're using the format of a mixtape or a cassette and we're calling it a double-sided cassette we're allowed 18 songs to present to the listeners at the end of this podcast. <clears throat> so by the time we get done, we're going to have 18 songs that we feel introduce you, the listener, to Aerosmith in a unique way to try to show you all the wrinkles, nooks, and crannies and what makes this band special. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the greatest hits. That means that you're going to get the songs that kind of define the band. And that's kind of the goal of this conversation. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is every episode, we're going to have a die. So we're going to have six songs. Corey's going to pick three. I'm going to pick three. We're going to roll the die. Whatever song comes up, we're going to break down and, and, and talk about what we love about it, what we hate about it, what, what we think is okay. How, however it makes us feel. I'm not a technical songwriter. Corey, Corey do you have any technical knowledge of music? Oh gosh, no, no. I'm more the the rock historian type. I play a little drums, but I'm I'm by no means good at it. So no. But you have a little bit more understanding than me. Like I'm 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 an artist by nature. I can draw. Mm -hmm. I have an appreciation for music. I've been listening to music all my life, um, and we have an appreciation of the band. 
So, so if you're looking for the technical podcast that's going to break down if these are pitch perfect vocals, this is not your podcast. Yeah. But if you if you want to hear like people appreciating a band and 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 obviously you're tuning in, so I'm hoping you at least have some enjoyment or curiosity about Aerosmith. This is this is the place to be. And so, uh, I would like to throw in there too. It, uh, you know, we have a Twitter account uh, at BT Aerosmith. Um, join the conversation. Let us know what your thoughts are too. We're going to have guests on the show uh, at certain intervals, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. But one of the things I really appreciate about the Van Halen show, which is called "And the Podcast Will Rock," is we get so much engagement from people writing us and letting us know what they think of the songs. And I'm kind of hoping we get that here because I know there's a ton of Aerosmith fans out there who love talking about this band. So. You know, John and I are talking about it on the show, but let's keep the conversation going on, on Twitter uh, as well. And, and Corey, with that, um, I, I know traditionally we want to roll the dice at the beginning of an episode, but being that this is the introduction, I think we should kind of show the folks a little bit, give them a little taste of what, what we have coming up. Um, maybe we roll the first die here. And the format's going to be loose. It's it's a rock band, so there's got to be a little rock and roll. There's something that we're going to be able to play with and shift, right? And I think yeah. one of those things right now is like, what the hey? We roll the dice now, and we can just talk about it at the beginning of the first episode or, or or the first song episode we do. There you go. For all the people that have listened to episode zero here as we're dubbing it and stayed with us this long, we're going to roll the dice for you for the first time. Now, John, maybe we should go through which three songs you're putting on the dice and why and which three songs I'm putting on. So do you want to go first with one of your selections? So, so, so Corey, I, I, I picked, uh, like you were saying, I picked three songs and I went, I went with three songs. I felt any one of the three could kick off a mixtape. And, and one of the things I look to, or two of the things I look to when kicking off a mixtape are I want something that definitively sounds like the band but I also want want like a punch of an adrenaline. I, 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 I want I want a little testosterone. I want I want to feel like you're riding a motorcycle. I want that feeling to to get you pulled into the mixtape. So I went with three, well, two faster paced songs, and then one that's just one of my pure favorites. So I went with Rats in the Cellar. Lord of the Thighs, which to me have some of the greatest riffs between those two songs. Mm-hmm. And then I went with The Other Side, which might, might well, it's one of my favorite Aerosmith songs. I don't want to call it my favorite Aerosmith song. It's episode zero. It's a little early to be declaring <laughs> my favorite Aerosmith song, but it's 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 up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine as well. I love The Other Side. One of my favorites from Pump, which is widely considered one of their best albums. So uh, three great choices right off the hop. And, uh, you know, three fairly well-known Aerosmith tracks. Uh, I did the same. I didn't pick any big hits. Uh, I thought, you know what, at least for the beginning, I'm going to go one from the 70s, one from the 80s, one from the 90s, kind of their prime era of Aerosmith. They had some good stuff in the 2000s, and we'll get to those, but I wanted some of my favorites from those three eras. So from the 70s, I have Chip Away the Stone, which, uh, you know, it's kind of a deeper cut. It was an outtake. It was released uh, actually live on Live Bootleg was its first release, uh, it was also released uh, uh, on Gems, which was the first like Aerosmith compilation, which something we'll have to talk about, John, is Aerosmith is one of the few bands in the world that has more greatest hits compilations than they do studio albums. They have 15 studio albums and 17 compilations, but uh, Chip Away the Stone is, is on one of those. Uh, for my 80s track, I picked 
Let the Music Do the Talking, which is an original from the Joe Perry Project back when he left the band, and they repurposed as an Aerosmith song on Done With Mirrors. And to me, sums up Aerosmith just perfectly, that whole song. I love it. And then for the my 90s track, I picked one of the lesser-known cuts from Get a Grip, which is uh, probably my favorite 90s Aerosmith album, Shut Up and Dance, uh, which is a great pop and tune, which really encompasses Aerosmith in the 90s for me. Uh, it was in uh, Wings World 2. And um, I just loved everything about that song. So my three songs, again, Chip Away the Stone, Let the Music Do the Talking, and Shut Up and Dance. John, you went with Rats in the Cellar, Lord of the Thighs, and the other side. What do you say? Should we roll the dice and see what comes up? I I, I think I think we gotta do it. Don't don't, don't roll craps. <laughs> All right, here we go. The roll is in, and we've got Lord of the Thighs is gonna be our very first track on uh, Backtracks. Aerosmith revisited. Man, now I can't wait for episode one where we actually dig into it. Yeah, I, I mean, if if you listen to the podcast, I would just keep letting it roll and. and listen to the next episode and if not maybe 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 you're backtracking like we're backtracking the band maybe you're backtracking our podcast in the future and i'm excited to to see how this thing gets started you you know what steven tyler would say about that that very first uh, track outstanding i know i know lord of the thighs is one of his all-time favorites so uh, i can't wait to get to that one john anything else before we call uh, this episode uh, a show and move on to the next one no, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Um, please follow the Twitter account and hit us up and let us know what you like, what you don't like, um, preferably what you like, but we're open <laughs> if you don't like something. Um, and we'll talk soon because we got another episode to go record. The, the next show is dropping right away, folks, and it's going to be Lord of the Thighs. So... On behalf of my uh, good friend and co-host, John Mariano, my name is Corey Morrison. At the end of every show, we're going to give Stephen Tyler the last word. Uh, so, so here it is, folks. So, 